So in a surprise move, Cox, of all people, sells off 18 TV stations. Or maybe it was, no, it was 18 stations in 12 markets, but they sold them nonetheless. And just to add to the confusion, the NFL thinks it should try out their own OTT streaming platform. But as you say, Keith, all the cool kids are doing it, so now the NFL is too. But maybe the story of the week that will have the most impact is the sale of Nielsen. And we'll get into that, and uh, we'd like to welcome you. I'm Jackson Weaver in Seattle. This is my associate, Keith Samuels, down in Southern California. We're back with another edition of Media Insultant, where we give you our thoughts, comments, ideas, and general BS about what's going on in the media space. Anything from digital to direct mail. We do this each Tuesday and now Friday. So today, let's welcome you to the Friday, April 8th episode of Media Insultant. Well, after the big announcement last week that Town Square is buying Cherry Creek, Keith, all of a sudden, radio's gone <laughs> quiet again. Very quiet. I, I guess it's because everybody has got their nose to the grindstone, selling spots, selling packages, integrating it with digital, taking care of business, and all the dramas on the Oscars anyway. So, <laughs> But the big story this week, Keith, is the sale of Nielsen. This is really... Kind of comes out of left field. They were they tried somebody uh, the PE firm tried to buy them a couple of months ago, and then they came back and uh, upped the ante. And I guess the question is, that let's let's take a look at the at the big picture on this. Why would a private equity firm want to buy Nielsen? I don't know. <laughs> Good question. You know, it's it's uh, it seems like well, let's see. Uh, Obviously, Nielsen loves it because they're they're getting quite a premium over their stock price. They're going to cash everybody out that's a shareholder because this is taking the company private. But, you know, I guess you have to sus- suspect that these PE firms, private equity firms, are thinking that there's a lot of potential growth for Nielsen beyond just television and radio. And this maybe is their, you know, you've talked about it or more the expert on it than I, but it's their, you know, their kind of universal rating system where they're going to be able to capture a lot more viewing of all different types of viewing sources, OTT and OTA and, and, and different, you know, different ways to capture the television viewers patterns and, and levels of viewership. They obviously some see something there, but I think they also do like every private equity firm does. Is go, wow, there's a lot of expenses here we can you know we can carve out too. So there's this is an easy formula: cut expenses, grow revenue, and hey, you know we're gonna be uh, we're gonna be big heroes. So they, you know they, it's just the typical uh, private equity pattern. I think that is that that is entirely my thought on it too. They come in and they. They look at a business that they think has got some problems. And Nielsen's got problems. Lots of new competitors. Their MRC accreditation they lost. That's got to be a big deal, at least in the research for the for the uh, nerds in the research business. That's a big deal. And, you know, I think they look at it and they say, well, we can really trim the fat. And, boy, if you've ever been to their New York City offices, there's some fat. Boy, they're just their offices are absolutely gorgeous <laughs> down in lower Manhattan. And, you know, I, I just think they probably do that in quite a few places. So they trim the fat, they change the management, and they spin it off either as a new IPO or they sell it to somebody who's mm-hmm. got enough cash in the pocket. 
But the timing on this is really bad, Keith. You know, we've got the upfronts starting out next week. And just as they're starting out, Nielsen is going to have to really basically go into hiatus, you know, while while they go through all this sale. Because you're right, it takes a long time. You got to buy everybody up. You got to send out all kinds of notifications. You know, this is not something yep. that's taken care of with one check. So in the Nielsen One program, which they are implementing, does have some value. The question is, is it too late? And that's, to me, what's going to be the biggest question in terms of this acquisition. Well, there's a big question. They, these guys clearly think that there, there's an upside to it, that it's going to, it's going to happen and make a big difference. Uh, I'm a bit skeptical. We'll see how it goes. But Nielsen's still the major player, uh, in whether it's over-the-air television or whether it's, uh, you know, whether it's over-the-air terrestrial radio. I'm sorry, audio through their, their you know, the former Arbitron group. Um, but you know, I got to tell you, you know, the uh, they used to have Arbitron used to have their their, you know, share of lavish offices. Not not not, not lavish necessarily, but quality office space. They had quality office space. They were in just the right locations in just the right cities, whether it be Dallas or Chicago or L.A. They had a great offices in L.A. I mean, overlooking Westwood all the way to the frickin' ocean practically, up to Bel Air. I mean, you could see three different country clubs from Tony <laughs> Belzer's office. You know, those are long gone. Yeah. And so, you know, I don't think there's a lot of lavishness, maybe other than New York, for, uh, for the Nielsen slash Arbitron guys. And they've also cut back personnel as well. But... You know, it's it's going to be interesting to follow and see how this happens. And we, I still have friends that work at Arbitron. Or, sorry, at Nielsen. You know, guys like Bruce Apovitz and Brad Kelly and a few others. Uh, you know, uh, Dave Chipman and and others. But you know, it's not as many as they used to have. And I don't know how much more you cut out of this group. Okay, that's a that's a fair observation. I think. Um... You know, the thing is, is that the Elliott management uh, has been a shareholder in this company, in Nielsen, for some time. So they have some pretty right, substantial right. inside track on how the business is going, what the cash flow is like, staffing, what other issues are there. It's not like the you and I decided to buy Nielsen. So they do know what's going on, and it'll be real interesting to watch. So we are both puzzled, you and well, I, we'll about why Cox <laughs> is selling off 18 TV stations right now. But first, all the cool kids have their own streaming platform. Why not the NFL? Keith, you're the sports guy here. The NFL has got <laughs> sporting or has got rights to games going to all the networks, Fox, ABC, CBS, NBC. They've got their own Fox cable or NFL cable network. Why in the world would the NFL consider its own streaming service? Well, it, it, it's it's a little bit tricky, and yes, the news came out over the weekend that uh, that, that they're 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 floating this idea with the owners about NFL Plus because you can't be a cool kid at the cool kids table without your brand and a plus sign behind it. So it's you know NFL Plus. Well, look at Paramount Plus, uh, CNN yeah, but, Plus. Yeah, uh, who yeah. else has got a plus? Yeah. Now everybody's got a plus. Our NFL's got, yeah, a, plus. got a plus. Okay, but you know. But this really does just technically replace a service they used to have called NFL Mobile. This is basically a mobile streaming service that they're restarting. Okay, this is not a, a, a typical streaming service for um, you know that you're going to find on Roku. Okay, you're still going to be able to get you know your NFL cable network wherever you're going to get it. This is not a, a, a what we would call a traditional streaming service. This is a mobile only. So this is for mobile devices and iPads and tablets and phones. Okay, and they used to have a deal 
with uh, for their in for you know mobile distribution of their games on phones and tablets with Verizon and Yahoo. Those were their partners, but that partnership ended last year, and when Verizon spun off its content business, plus Verizon lost their their uh, sponsorship of the NFL or exclusive mobile sponsorship of the NFL five years ago, back in 2017. So this is really looking for a new mobile streaming partner. And uh, they've got to get something done between now and uh, season kickoff in September. So that's why they're floating this with the owners. They're going to rename it, reprice it, uh, and relaunch it. And it's basically a mobile streaming service. So if those of you that like to watch your games... Um, you know, you're at your kid's soccer match, you're at your daughter's lacrosse game, and you're sitting there on your uh, beach chair under the umbrella or the easy up with all the parents, and you're sneaking a look at the, the phone to watch the NFL. That's what this is about. Okay, so what you're saying, though, is that it essentially because all of the OTA, all the, all of the networks, basically none of them are doing a streaming service with their agreement with the NFL. Is that correct? Correct. Okay, that's so correct. this is the that's only that, way you yeah, can. The NFL is, yeah, the NFL's retained those rights, and that's in the U.S. In the U.S. Okay, so uh, I will throw out one final thought on on this. I, I think I, I think developing their own platform. You know, they they can they can they as you said, obviously advertising, subscriptions, merchandising, but I think there's yeah. something else here. They are such a long term vision organization. I think they're creating their own stalking horse. In other words, someone to keep the rights fees high. You know, guys, if you don't want to pay, you know, I mean, $100 billion is the last cycle. It's going to be $300 billion in the next cycle. If you don't want to pay, you know, we got yeah. plenty of infrastructure where we can do this ourselves. And the NFL has never met a dollar it didn't want to suck up. I think right. they would just hoover that money and hang on to a lot of it themselves. So I just think it's I, – I don't think they're yeah. going to do that. But I do think it's a stalking horse for them. What do you think? Well, and I and I think that's I think that is yes, that's a potential stocking horse for sure. Uh, I think it's just another revenue stream for them to get reactivated because it's it you know they got to replace NFL Mobile with something and that's going to be NFL Plus. But don't forget, the, you know the, the 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 existing stocking horses are Amazon and Google through YouTube, you know, for streaming games. So they already have a deal with Amazon to stream games. Right. And in fact, isn't that where uh, Al Michaels is going and uh, whatever? So that, that's, that's there. And I think the NFL cable network, the NFL network is something that could easily be converted to a, to a streaming service as well. So they're, they're already locked and loaded. And it's, you know, NBC, Fox, and, and, uh, and, and CBS – potentially ABC as well and ESPN are are going to have to pay up or they're going to lose them. Yeah. Okay. So we'll see what happens. Okay, well, it's it's as I say, the NFL is great at long distance uh, vision, so we'll we'll yes. see. All right, and on another subject here, Cox Media Group's CEO Dan York had a great press release the other day. I mean, this, there is, this is so original. Listen, we are pleased to advance the strategic evolution of our portfolio. Oh, yeah. Right. Strategically right. evolution, <laughs> strategic evolution of our portfolio. What did he really mean? And so what, what, is the, what, is, what, what is he describing, Jackson? What is Dan describing when he says it's a strategic realignment of his portfolio? Well, they're dumping... 18 TV stations. So <laughs> what does yeah. what does yeah. that really yeah. mean when you say you're doing a strategic it, evolution of our portfolio? What's it really mean, Keith? 
it means owning and running these small market television stations just isn't our thing anymore. So we are out of there. <laughs> so, you know, they're, go- they're gone out of uh, Binghamton, New York. They're out of Eureka. They're out of Idaho Falls, Medford, Memphis, Spokane, Syracuse, Yakima, Yuma. Yeah, I'd sell too just to get rid of Yuma. Um, but, uh, uh, but sadly, they've also sold Tulsa, where they own a radio group as well there. It, it's really kind of a head-scratcher because just a couple of months ago, we were commenting in late February, we were commenting about their purchase uh, and, and you know, kind of how it made sense because they had so many stations in the Northwest, their purchase of a Eugene television station from the Smullen family. And that deal hasn't even closed yet. Right. But I guess that'll get sold as well with this group. So two months ago, they're buying, and now now we're in early April, and they're selling? Well, they haven't. What? They haven't I mean, it seems to me like... Yeah, yeah. Makes sense out of that for Well, me. and they, have, they haven't announced a sale price, so there's, you know, that, that will be somewhat telling. And I, my, I guess my question is, there's been a lot of discussion about Apollo, who's the finance, financial money behind Cox, about their non-voting role in the Tegna deal, putting Tegna and Cox together, and mm. Apollo's the money behind both of them. And so the question becomes, is that really uh, a proper delineation of ownership limits as far as the FCC is concerned. And so is this the way that Cox can basically deflect that so that they don't have to worry about antitrust, they don't have to worry about ownership limits, they've gotten rid of these markets strategically so they could evolve on their own? Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, speaking of strategic evolution, evolve this one out, because this is what I was thinking when you brought up the FCC. And it's Apollo who needs to get the SEC approval for the deal, but the stations are going to be managed by Standard General, right? Right. right. Now, Standard General doesn't have the the management heft or the wherewithal to 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 run a television group, but they're supposedly going to do this. You know, selling these markets, selling this many markets, this basically leaves Cox with eight television markets. Eight. Okay, so they go from 24, 25 markets, twenty six markets to eight. It tells me that Apollo is going, you know what? We'll have our Cox guys run those Tegna State. Let's, let's just roll the group up into one group. And, and that will allow us to get the approval we need because it's lowering our footprint. It's focusing mainly on major markets, not a lot of these small markets. We've, cl- we've cleansed our roster of a lot of potential FCC headache. And now we're just in Orlando, Jacksonville, Atlanta, Boston, Charlotte, Dayton, Pittsburgh, Seattle. And I think there's only a, a one conflict or two there. Maybe it's just uh, Seattle. Uh, and they're good to go. Yeah. So you know, maybe this evolves into the strategic evolution evolves into CMG and Dan York running those former what? Tegna stations that were t- standard general. Maybe that's a vent- joint venture of, of some sort that, that, uh, that they can now put together. Well, I, I think that's a, that's a really good point. And this, there's something about this that feels so back room. This feels like uh, wink, wink, yeah, we'll get this thing and then you guys can buy it because the buyer is a cable organization that has no other broadcast properties. And to your question, you brought this up in, in prep, how did Byron Allen miss out on this? I mean, you know, he's dying to buy markets. The last market he bought was Honolulu. Hello, one market. And now he has a chance, had a chance to pick up all of these. Now, these are inconsequential markets in terms of his goal, but still, he could stair-step his way through buying these. So 
I don't know. It just feels like oh, yeah, a back. But I mean, piece. you know, you've got, you've got uh, yeah, you know, I'm thinking, you know, how, how did he miss out on this? Because, well, we're soon going to find out how much this deal made for uh, for for uh, Apollo and, and Cox. But, you know, I mean, you got Tulsa, you've got Spokane, you got Memphis, you know, you've got uh, you've got a couple of markets in there that would be pretty good. Now, obviously, uh, Cox is holding on to Dayton, which would have fit this list nicely. But Dayton's the home of Cox. Right, That's where right. Governor Cox started the company. Uh, so they're not going to part with that. There's there's some there's some nuggets in here that would have been uh, worthwhile. So, I, I you know. I think somebody came to them and said, "We'd like to start a group," and that's this this company that's uh, that's picking them up, uh, um, that's kind of starting a, a new group to uh, 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 to you know hold on to these stations. But uh, I think they went to Cox and said, uh, "You know what? We'd really like this portfolio, and it doesn't seem to match the rest of your markets. So what do you think?" And by the way, and so maybe that just serendipitous timing. Uh, or could it just been that uh, the Techno deal went through and Dan York and, and the guys at Apollo went, you know what, uh, we, let, there's a better way to do this and run this, and, uh, and we need, but we need to get rid of these guys. And they did. Yeah. They found a buyer. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll keep a close eye on that because that's, that's, that's one of the interesting dynamics in television these days is uh, who's zooming who, who's buying who. And before we run, I want to thank hey, Ed yeah. Steenman again for his update on the audio business, oh, yeah. on the auto business, excuse me, for all the media salespeople, that program we had on Tuesday. And if you missed it, it's still posted on the podcast platforms and on the Media Insultant Showcase on Vimeo. So, Ed, thank you yeah, again. It, it's it's must-see TV, Jackson. There you it's go. It's absolutely must-see TV. Ed is full of if, – if you call, if you work with car dealers or agencies who handle car dealers – it's must. You gotta watch it because Ed will bring you up to date more than you ever uh, could do on your own. And he just got back from the NADA convention, so he had lots of great uh, observations about that. Not the least of which is the bias towards results. Yeah. In other words, it's everybody's focused on results right now, and uh, and certainly that came through loud and clear from Ed. But he's he's a great interview, great information, always useful. And uh, it was always great to have him back. So uh, if you've missed that one, make sure you catch up on it over the weekend. Good stuff you can use to better sell your media is what it comes down to. So we're out of here, Keith. Um, we're over over our limit. Until uh, next week, Media Insultant is a production of In Town Media. So till Tuesday, Keith, you have a good weekend. Thank you, Jackson.